also when i started uh, reading up on, uh, on on the coffee research uh, uh, done in in india i mean for example uh, anything you see online world coffee research has very little to do with india it has very little information about indian varieties it has so little I mean, there's actually nothing there. Welcome to the Daily Coffee Pro by Map at Ford, friends. I'm your host, Lee Safar, and this is sadly our final episode of the series, of our five-part series. And in today's episode, as we wrap up the whole arc of exploring how we future-proof coffee production in India, it has been a fascinating discovery so far. Today, we're going to talk about the role that technology is going to play in future-proofing coffee. And I'm wondering what role you guys think technology like AI is going to play in this whole process. Uh, well, I don't know as an industry, but I can talk about a personal experience of mine. Okay. So um, the Indian coffee growing conditions are unique uh, because of the shade, because of the trees. We have very little automation. Everything's done by hand. Mm-hmm. All the information. Now, um, after we moved back to the farm in, in, in 2020, um, Generally, I prefer doing things by understanding fundamentally why certain things happen, mm-hmm. and uh, and and the understanding the why before you know I actually execute. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, uh, a lot of the stuff we done on the farm level is just done just because, and just because isn't every generation did like this before us. And yeah. just because isn't good good enough for me. Um, so. Trying to read up, understand very little information is available online with mm. regards to uh, uh, coffee production in India. I mean, a simple uh, example is uh, I was thinking of uh, the best type of uh, uh, irrigation systems for our for for, for Indian conditions and um, especially our Indian coffee growing conditions, not just any Indian condition because it's very different. Uh, and uh, any suggestion uh, online would, was about drip and drip fails here. How come that overhead irrigation? Uh, insect damage, uh, okay. uh, elevation, slope, all of that makes it very difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've got some uh, uh, very steep farms. We've got uh, a lot of uh, uh, insect and animal damage happening to the drip pipes. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, if eventually when you have pipes running really far, then uh, you need labor to find out. Uh, if where the water got there. What the leak is, yeah. and all of that is intensively mm-hmm. difficult, and and, and uh, uh, so eventually I went with overhead sprinklers for a small uh, small block to test, and that was probably the best way to go. Although water wastage is is much higher, but it mm-hmm. does keep the temperature down when needed. Anyway, that's again a different kind of worms. But <laughs> this information wasn't uh, wasn't uh, available online. Um, also, when I started uh, reading up on, uh, on on the coffee research uh, uh, done in, in India, I mean, for example, uh, anything you see online, world coffee research has very little to do with India. It has very little information about Indian varieties. It has so little. I mean, there's actually nothing there. Folks, our first on-demand workshop, How to Become a Coffee Consultant, is now available for you to learn at your own pace for just 50 euros, and it comes with a certificate upon completion. Go to mapperforward.coffee forward slash workshops or click the link in the show notes for more details. Support this podcast by supporting our sponsors. However, I started collecting uh, PDFs of uh, papers published by, uh, uh, by the Indian Coffee Board, uh, Indian researchers, um, 
and started reading them. And 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 I don't come from a biology background, so I can't remember the jargons. I can't remember the words. I can't remember what anything means. And 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 that was getting very stressful. So then I trained I trained a chat GPT model against all these scientific uh, uh, papers, uh, plus uh, uh, notifications from Coffee Board. So hosted it uh, on my own private server, and I ask it Indian coffee related questions, and I get potentially the best possible answer anyone could give. That's wild. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, that's actually very easy, very simple to do. Uh, but I, I mean, that's like uh, for, proper for him. Though. For oh, him, I'm like, do. I spend yeah. a lot of time with ChatGPT four, but I don't think I would know how to do that. So this is three, uh, this is three uh, uh, instance. But uh, the, the thing is, uh, this is the perfect use case for something like like yeah. uh, ChatGPT, right? Yeah. Um, giving localized information, but you need a large amount of it. What, the amount of data I had was not enough. But mm -hmm. if this was on on a countrywide scale, uh, uh, for for any vertical really, any agricultural vertical or any vertical really, you could you you could end up having a system that that really helps the growers. The only thing is now, of course, for a country like India, its language uh, is going to be a problem uh, right. in the near future. It will solve in the next five to ten years. Um, Have you tried it with Bard? So Bard, you can't you you can't train Bard. Bard, Bard isn't uh, okay. Bard has a data set that Google have provided, and that's it. Okay. So can you can you ask it to solve problems for you? No. Let me ask that a different way. Have you asked it to solve problems for you that you didn't think it could solve? Um. So actually, I started off asking uh, the generic version of ChatGPT about uh, the, uh, the irrigation, mm -hmm. and it gave me a fantastic solution of using drip, yeah? and give me step by step. Route. But again, it, <laughs> it didn't, doesn't work. It doesn't work here. <laughs> uh, it doesn't work here. So uh, the way I used my trained instance of ChatGPT was mainly to access data of what to do when, and ah. certain and uh, conditions on the plant, which. You know, I describe and based on the data set it has, right. it comes back with a hypothesis that this could be wrong with the plant, and it was actually spot on. So we 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 are having issues with uh, with with insect called the cockchafer on 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 a uh, young arabica block, and I couldn't, I had no idea what it was. We had consultants come and look and say, you know, it's nematodes and blah blah blah. I couldn't see nematodes there. You know what he was talking about. And eventually it was like there's something wrong with our roots. You could see it. You pull out a plant and the roots are the tap roots missing. The and, mm. and you're like and 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 then we, when we dug a bit more, we actually found the cockchafers. And ChatGPT said cockchafer. So that oh, that's cool. so cool. That's so yeah. cool. So the reason I ask this is because what I see in the world without ChatGPT in the in the world out there is that when one origin country has undergone having to deal with a problem, whether it's coffee leaf rust or it's borer beetles or whatever it is, that information isn't getting transferred to other origins that are experiencing something similar. Um, yeah. If they experience it, let's say five years later. And so what I hope will eventually end up happening is that through uh, uh, generative AI, you will be able to somehow collect all this information and bring it all together so that it becomes something that, um, you know, you know, is there a solution out there for how to deal with coffee leaf rust in some part of the world or whatever? 
You know, the biggest issue is, uh, uh, is, is I mean, we're big propagators of open source. I mean, everything we do, yeah. we release to, to the public domain. Um, but that seems to be lacking in this industry. Yeah, it really is. It really is. Sharing doesn't seem to be a thing. I mean, um, it's it's very strange. It's And it's from, at least it's from the grower level, right up. Coffee roasters um, are the same. They don't like to share their roast curves for some god-awful reason. I have no idea. This is something that has been constant for the last 20 years that I've been in the industry. Nope, I'm not going to show my roast curve because it's a trade secret. Come on, guys. It's Anyway, I mean, it's uh, it's terrible. It's, the farmers is, is growing. It's also uh, processing. So we open source all our processing equipment, how we do it, why we do it. I mean, uh, these guys hold on to uh, uh, the process processes like a stage secret. It's not rocket science. You're releasing esters, man. Do you even know how you're doing it? I mean, you know why it's happening. I mean, these people are chucking all sort of random stuff into the into the barrels. It's like some science there, and, and, and anyone can reproduce it. I mean, seriously. Oh, I can see Koma's face there. <laughs> Everybody has their reasons for doing stuff, guys. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and then you hold on to it, it's like some trade secret. Like, oh, I mean, well, see, I mean, the thing is, with the specialty industry, it it is for the elite from a grow perspective as well. So, what we've also been trying to do is 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 uh, um, try and make it accessible. So. Uh, uh, from from ferment uh, from documenting fermentation processes and giving to the small growers, making the fermentation cheap fermentation uh, anaerobic fermentation yes. tanks and and giving it now from a tech perspective, this is simple tech, but it's making uh, uh, that small grower able, able it to enables access yeah it, uh, uh, which he he wouldn't uh, in the past. Yeah. And I think that's really important. Like at this point, to enable. A lot more growers into the industry to do so that they can get better like coming back to the point of you know economic sustainability mm -hmm. and then they can go and go go and uh, help create uh okay but before that even that right so this is fundamentally why we should be storing data as well yeah we should be open sourcing data on simple stuff like simple fermentation techniques how to go about it you there needs to be like a Wikipedia page for coffee, and then we can do a chat G GPT, whatever around it. But you need to start really simple. The problem with that is, I'm going to get into trouble here. Uh, you see, Komal, I'm going to get into more trouble here than Akshay is through this series. So let me let me yeah. make sure that that happens with what I'm about to say. The problem with open sourcing all of this stuff is that people can no longer hide behind the mystery behind it. So once they open source it and once they tell people what they're doing, uh, they can't have any secrets that are not legitimate. And what I mean by that is there are producers who are pretending that they're not using infused coffees. There are producers who are pretending that they're not um, – perhaps messing with things a little bit more than they are. Once we start open sourcing all of this stuff and producers have to, you know, be open and honest about what they're doing, now producers who are saying, no, 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 these aren't infused coffees, actually they are infused coffees. And this is where this is where the problem is. 
DC, see, this is this for me coming from a different industry. This is a very weird place to be yeah. because it's a place where nobody's understanding the fu- fundamental issues that exist. We all we all worried. If you compare this to a house, we don't care about the foundation. The foundation is falling apart, but we care about the color of the window. It needs to be yellow. Yeah, I hear you. I yeah. mean, I I use that analogy all the time. So it's it's. Like what is happening here? I mean, we need to, which is why we start looking at plants as well. Where does it all start with? It starts with the plant. We need to get that yeah. sorted. You know, and we need to start storing data about this. So, like I said, with with our Excelsa projects and stuff, everything is being documented year on year from a from the chemical com- composition, outturns, yields, mm. everything, every bit of it, every bit of uh, the way the estate is done is being documented. We need this data, right? And and now um, I was talking to another grower from South Africa today. And he says, uh, "How's lychee as a uh, uh, as as uh, as a multi-crop?" Uh, and I I personally don't believe in fresh fruit in on on the farm as a multi-cropping system. Mm-hmm. But I spoke to the growers who are doing it, and I gave him that data. And 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 this is how it should work, right? Uh, uh, even if uh, another simple uh, uh, way of using this kind of data is to see what people are growing in what conditions and what area, and use ChatGPT to analyze that and give suggestions on I what love it. others. Uh, what other sort of crops can be grown on your uh, on your piece of land? So, but all of this relies on one simple thing: that that person on the ground has to basically report accurately what they're doing on the ground. And which is why, uh, when blockchain first first came in, Clocom was like, "Let's build a blockchain platform." I mean, we could have done it, but it's stupid because the point of failure is is, is on the Data. farm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's still the point of failure. It doesn't matter how accurate everything else above is. It is the foundation is broken there. What it sounds like also is because you are collecting the data, because you it's not just you guys, the people around you, it's going to give you a competitive edge because when you couple that data and that knowledge with generative AI, now all of a sudden what you've got is a competitive edge for solving problems when other people are not going to have that. Um, that opportunity. So it's really. Of, uh, I think we're past, passing the point of competitive edge at this point. I think if we don't do something, we're going to be in trouble in 10 years. I, I agree with you. But what do we do in this environment where it could fail a lot sooner than that because so many producers are saying, screw it, with coffee prices the way that they are, why am I doing this? Mm-hmm. Now we've inherited so much generational um, debt. And interest yeah. rates continue to go up. Ag loans are so expensive. And the coffee v- price volatility is so ridiculous that the next generation, Gen Z, are turning around and saying, it's cheaper, it's it's more cost effective for me to go and get a degree and feel the pain of getting a degree so that I can then go on to be in a social media influencer. <laughs> That's true, but one thing I, I don't agree with is is when a, a grower says I'm switching to a different crop, right? Right. That doesn't make any sense because see, we we've got farms here moving to avocados now. When you have three avocado trees on your farm of fifty odd acres, yes, it's going to be fantastic. As soon as you do dense planting, the same issues that you have with coffee are going to come back onto your avocados. You're going to have pests. You're going to have the prices drop during har- during harvest. I mean, this is not a solution. No, but it makes people feel better for the short term. And that's unfortunately what's happening a lot of. You see producers that are cutting down their trees because the coffee prices are so volatile and that still doesn't fix the problem. 
So it's going to be really fascinating to see how this plays out. I do think it's incredibly inspiring the way that you guys are approaching solving this problem in India. Um, And I really hope that you'll come back on the podcast regularly and talk about the progress. We'd love to. Yeah, we'd love to. And And anyone who's listening, if you do happen to be looking for somewhere to go at the end of September, um, Koma, give us the, the, the details again. Yeah, so if if you happen to be in and around Asia, come down to India. We're having a five-day amazing extravaganza. event. Extravaganza. Yeah, extravaganza <laughs> in Bangalore, in Karnataka. In the palace. In, in Bangalore Palace. Nice. And uh, this is the World Coffee Conference from the 25th of September to the 28th of September. And uh, we, we are all just, we'd love to welcome you all to come and see what we're doing here in India. I'm so excited. I'm going to be giving a presentation during the conference, which I'm deeply honored to be invited to do. More than anything, I'm in, really excited to meet the coffee community. That's that's the thing that I'm mostly looking forward to doing. So anyone who's going to be around, please come and uh, say hi. And um, before we go, two things. Will you guys tell everyone where they can find you online? Yes. Lili, before that, one second. Can I sure. plug something for WCC sure. as well? Sure, sure. Please. So I'm so passionate about this one thing that we're going to have a um, cross species cupping. So yeah, there may be some cenophila involved as well. So if I love to try it. some species. <laughs> yeah, come and join us for the workshops. Perfect, perfect. And we'll include links in the show notes. I'll make sure you guys email them to me and we'll include links to the show notes for registration and all of that. So let's do that. So where can people exactly. find you online? So you can find us at sicc.coffee.com. Uh, we're on Instagram, we're on LinkedIn, our website is all up and ready. So find us on www.sicc.coffee. Fantastic. Um, and to finish off this series, would you guys honor me uh, and and do peace, love and peanut butter? Would, yeah, I, absolutely. I'd be honored if you would do it. Thank you so much. So thank you for having us though. Thank you so much. And it's a pleasure. Peace, love, and peanut butter. Have an amazing rest of your day, guys. See you later. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in, friends. There are two ways you can support this podcast. Firstly, become a paid member of our YouTube channel. Secondly, you can join our Patreon for as little as $3 a month. Both have options for exclusive ad-free content and early release content. Don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. The Daily Coffee Pro is produced by Map It Forward and the music you're listening to is called Run 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 off of my album Laundry After Midnight. To get older episodes of this podcast as well as more information on Map It Forward, head to mapitforward.com coffee. You can find links and more information in the show notes below.